Hey, Miss MVP, what was that uh podcast that you was telling me about? Oh yeah, it was called Anchor. You should download it today. It's free. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely take a look at it. Oh wow, actually looking at it, yeah, like you said, it is it's free and it it allows me to uh, put my podcast on everything from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere. Yep, and you can make some money. So download Anchor today. Oh, I definitely will do that, and I can also get it um at Anchor.fm. What's going on, ladies and gents? This is Dorian. And this is Miss MVP. And welcome back to another episode of the Convos in the Park podcast. Miss MVP, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon to you. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening for all you politically correct people. And for the first time listeners, I want to thank y'all for joining us. And for those that have been listening since day one, who y'all been put through a lot of ringers, but we greatly appreciate it. Hello. How are you guys doing? (laughs) I hope we don't scare you too much or at least me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And as always, uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, we're trying to reach that 100 subscriber mark. And for that 100 subscriber, we will be giving away a box of chocolates. You going to give away a box of chocolates? Hell no. So a box of chocolates and a mask? No. Oh, my so name is not Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> just two masks. Stay safe and stay sweet. <laughs> chocolate provided by yourself. I don't eat chocolate like that. You missing out? Not really. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Um, I like tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat chocolate like that. And I know a lot of females who don't eat chocolate which is weird i know a lot of guys who eat chocolate that's scary why is that scary i don't know because they always say that chocolate is a a female thing my niece loves chocolate my son Mm -hmm. he'll eat chocolate all day long if you let him chocolate syrup yeah yeah i love i love chocolate but i could care less a candy boy no one of my guy friends he loves chocolate like he'll have a chunk of chocolate chip and a cup of water, not milk, but a cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like this is the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> Carry on. Yes, we are giving away two masks for our 100 subscribers. Sorry to get off subject. Yes, I don't like chocolate. Sorry. Um, but yeah, they should be delivered today at some point in time. Um, I talked to her yesterday. So, yay. Yay. Yeah, I so, don't have my clapping button no more. He took it away. <laughs> so, yes, again, for that 100 subscriber, they will be getting a mask. And as always, follow us on all the socials, YouTube, well, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Again, Twitter, we're a little ghetto over there. It's Convos in the Park, not Convos in the Park. Mm-hmm. And um, we're joining, we'll soon be joining the Snapchat and possibly TikTok world if I feel up to it. We might have to incorporate some children for TikTok. <laughs> I, I watch TikTok. I'm not going to lie. When my best friend told me, she said, stop sending me them damn TikTok videos. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, if I do decide to join the TikTok universe, I'm not going to be dancing. I may find some other way to entertain. I'm not. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And if you uh, if you listen to us um, on Anchor or whether you listen to us anyplace else, you can go on Anchor and you can leave us an audio message. And whether it be for the park bench or you just want to let us know how we're doing. 
Uh, we will gladly listen to that audio and any comments that y'all leave anywhere else. And you never know those comments or um, message from Anchor will be probably on the next episode of the podcast. So we actually to participate. Not even just comments. We take all the negativity too. Yeah, trolls. <laughs> trolls, you're welcome too. You know, you might get some clack back, but hey. We welcome all negativity. <laughs> oh, yeah, Indeed, move. I encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we are going into our third part of the Black Village series. One, two, three. Discussing the black children. And when we say black children, we don't just mean the little ones, because at one point we are someone else's child. Yes. A grown ass boy sometimes, um, as K. Michelle say, them two, them grown ass little women, grown women. You understand what I'm saying? No, not really. These 35 and older women who still act like they 18, 19 years old, mm. grown ass little women. Yeah. Them. Grown ass boys, the ones who running behind the new shoes and all this, but as Project Pack say, gas tank on E, them, grown-ass little boys. Yeah, because they're chasing the Joneses, and that's all that they know. Not my problem, but we're talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, um, when it comes to when it comes to certain things like that, I, 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 me, myself, have never been one to just follow and chase after the newest pair of Jordans. Um, I've Every time I walk by the mall or I go in the mall and I see that line, I'm like, why are we wasting $250? But the same shoes are going to come out in three more months. Exactly. And then three more months after that. Yeah. And then six weeks. Yeah. Now, I get it. You know, <laughs> if you, I get it for those people that are sneakerheads and, you know, they, you know, they got to have the exclusives and that's their, you know, that's their hobby. That's their thing. And they got uh, disposable income to cover that. OK, I get it. But keyword. Yeah. Disposable income. <laughs> now, yeah, I can understand that. Now, if you just want to make sure that you are the freshest one in the hood, and you know you decide to keyword the hood, and you want to spend that two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> on some sneakers, vice, you know, paying on that phone bill or the electricity or lumber or oh the rent, then yeah, you yeah you're making the wrong decisions in my book. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I um I agree, but we're not here to hurt anybody's feelings. But I speaking of shoes, uh -huh. they released the King Griffiths. I was so in love with him growing up. And yes, I'm going to get a pair. But that's the first time I've gawked at a pair of shoes. They last came out in 2016. They were released in 1996. I was going to say, yeah, I remember 1996. Yeah, because, yeah, that was especially here. Yeah, everyone wanted a pair of Ken Griffey's back then. Yeah. Once you said that, it was just like, oh. They released them in 16 when he got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay. And then they re-released them. I don't know what was the reason for being re-released this time, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, let's dive right in. Sorry if I'm loud. Listen, I don't talk loud and I'm working on it. So if y'all have a problem with me speaking loud, I do apologize. I am working on that. I know my faults and um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're just trying to Make it a better experience for our listeners. Punch you in your face. Then that wouldn't be a good experience for the 
Good lord. <laughs> Gotta do toy. Uh-oh. The beast has been unleashed. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go ahead and get into uh let's really get into this discussion about the black children. Um fuck them kids. <laughs> Okay, not those children. Us, the grown children who affect the little children. Oh, yes, yes. In the biggest of ways, because again, what we learn and take on, we nine times out of 10 distribute some of that uh, same stuff to our children, whether we try to flip it up or we say, oh, well, we never, you know, the stuff that we learn from our parents that we don't want to take somehow, some way, that stuff ends up getting. Definitely. Getting in there anyways. Definitely. And I think it's more just a, as much as, and I'll just say this for me, um, you know, looking back at the stuff that I, my parents had me do or the, you know, the the punishments my parents put me on, it, it did help me. Um, but as, um, you know, raising my daughters, it, it, some of the stuff just kind of peaks his head back up and I'm like, I didn't expect for that to be, you know, one of the things that I kind of hold on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, uh, as they say, the rearing of my child. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we we deal with those kind of situations and we deal with those experiences. But I think it grows better for us. So I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Having ties to the South, your grandparents were here. The Bible Belt of the country. Yes. We're deep in it in Alabama. But unfortunately. Um, this is a Catholic town, however. Mm-hmm. Very Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> the old saying, the Bible verse, spare the rod, spoil the, the child. child. Yeah. Do you believe that helps or hurts the community? Because there's a lot of black communities who believe that, uh, whether you're from the South, from the North, North the Midwest, yeah. West Coast, wherever. Do you believe that that's helping or hurting? Because I hear a lot of people spitting it out sometimes. I used to say it. To some of my friends who had kids before I did, mm-hmm. now I got my own. I'm like, mm. yeah. Uh, I I say been blessed to where I never really, even when my daughters were acting up, it, I never really had to bring out a belt like that. Um, you know, I may have, you know, popped them on the butt when they were, you know, babies and young like that, or. You know, even spanking the hand when they were like, you know, real, you know, real, real young. But yeah, as far as that, I've never had to like really just pull out a belt on my children. And I don't I don't think it as as something that, oh, because I got spanked that, you know, I don't want my children to go through that. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, 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 I'm the type that believes, OK, if spanking works for you raising your children and you don't think it'll have a negative effect, then, you know, beat that ass. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Go for it, but you know, as to for me, um, I've and again from all the experiences and my friends and you know them raising their children, you know, it's rare nowadays that you'll hear that you know a child is being whooped or spanked or however you want to say it. Um, I'm a firm believer in spankings mm-hmm. because you can take everything from that child yeah that child will just learn how to deal with it how to learn to live without it yeah and 
prime example. I took something. I think I took my son's one of his electronic devices from him, his handheld game from him during the summer last summer. Mm-hmm. 2019 last summer. I still hadn't rolled over to 2021 yet. Um, I took that from him and I didn't give it back to him until almost Christmas. I think it was Thanksgiving break. Only because A, I had forgotten about it Uh and B, I could not remember why I had took it. So it was useless. Like he just learned how to deal with that. After a couple of weeks, he just stopped asking about it because I just out of sight, out Out of of mind. mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's not something that he really learned from it. Uh I do believe that they will get over a spanking quicker. Yeah. But it's in their mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I did X. Why happened? You know what I'm saying? So if I do X, and why happened? I know not to do that no more. Right. But if I do X and A happens, then I just learn how to deal without it. Because if you get you get a ticket, right. right? You pay that ticket. Yeah. You get another ticket. You pay that ticket. Yeah. But if you get your goddamn license suspended, you like, oh shit, I need to creep everywhere I go. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. This is watching over my shoulder. You want to know how I know that? Because I've had my license suspended. I had my license suspended. I have no insurance and my tag was expired all at the same time. Talking about riding dirty. Hey, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo. I had to get one of my friends to go to the um to the um, police station to pay it because I wasn't going in there. I know I had a warrant out for my arrest. Mm. I didn't care. I was in my 20s. I was young. Yo. I learned. But I ain't got no ticket since. Right. Because I had something taken away right. from so, me. It was just like a spanking. Like, I had, it was a trifecta of BS. Yeah. I knew that if I did, if I stopped at the red light wrong, ran through any type of red light, I was going to get another ticket. They were going to come find me. I was going to go to jail, do time, what have you. Bigger bill. But I went here. I got that ticket. I got my license reinstated. I got my tag <laughs> renewed. I put insurance back on my car. And I have not had that problem since. So it's like you take something away. Yes, they may learn. But how long will they learn? Yeah. What's the severity of it? So I say beat that ass. Yeah. You say don't. But no, I'm, no, I'm not saying don't. What I'm saying is, you know, I mean, it's okay if you don't. No, I, 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 I honestly agree that um, you should, you know, child should receive spankers. Now, again, I'm just saying that it's not for everyone because you got some that, you know, got spanking so much that they didn't know how to deal with it. Now it's like, you know, yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a, I guess one either a anxiety trigger or a PTSD trigger where it's like, okay, they hit a word spanking and, you know, yeah, it triggers. Them. Yeah, go. Yeah, they go into conditions or something, or it's like, oh fuck that! Nah, I ain't never doing that to my mm. kids. So yeah, you got some that you know where it was over overdone, and then you got some to where you know they received it. Because again, yeah, I I've gotten spankings, and I know on the majority of times I deserved them. I ooh, there was one time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was one time, boy. Um, I decided to skip school and. Me and my friends end up going back to my house. And why would you do that? I don't know. Stupid, young. So went back to my house and all, <laughs> me and all my friends were old. Well, 
I considered them friends at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, regardless, you know, we was at the house. The next thing you know, father comes home. It's boys and girls in the house. Mm. So he's like, Dorian, walk your friends downstairs. <laughs> I was like, okay, yes, sir. Walk downstairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I knew what was coming afterwards. <laughs> And so yeah, uh yeah. And then boy, once I got back upstairs, yeah, I got what was coming to me. Your dad was like, he hung all on <laughs> <Yeah>. your ass. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, that's something I deserve. And, you know, and I learned more from that than mm-hmm. than from my mother um taking art and drawing and stuff away from me. No track. Yeah, no track. Yeah. And took all that away from me, you know, when I was, you know, not doing well in school. And, you know, not to say that she, you know, she didn't have a reasons for doing track. Yeah, it's something that I enjoyed. But if you would have thought about it, yeah, if I did track, then I still could have been, you know, that could have been set me up for something else. Yeah. So it's an experience that I lost from that. But yeah, we even with drawing, that was something I loved to do back then. And yeah. then when she said I couldn't draw anymore, it was just like, like you said. I learned to live without it. I haven't yeah. really drawn anything yeah. since then. So it's like. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. I never want to stifle the creativity of a child and and an adult. And speaking, coming from an artist, my medium is not necessarily visual, um, but literal. Mm-hmm. So you have to. You have to let the story of your child be told in front of you right and grown children as well without breaking them down yeah because believe it or not we are still developing yeah we are still growing we might be stuck in our ways but we're still developing mentally we're still learning if you wake up today and you don't learn anything today that's the end of your life you're supposed to learn something new every day whether it's new something new about yourself something new about someone else learning how to change something is a learning process it's why life in evolution don't get me started on evolution <laughs> i'm so sorry for saying that word in life in the same sentence i'm so sorry it's evolving you know what i'm saying so yeah. you have to learn something in order to change if we don't learn or change the human society is not going to do very well much longer yeah. you know what I'm saying? so you got to do something, but I digress again. <laughs> no, I mean, that that go, final, uh, pretty much falls in line with, you know, exactly what we're talking about here with black children. Because, again, like, you know, like you said, your your thing is, you know, literal, you know, and mine at the time, you know, was something visual. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being taking that one thing away from me again, like I said, it triggered something. And that made me make sure that even though my children I never want to, you know, stop them, especially like I said, like I think I said before in a couple episodes back with my with my youngest daughter, where she was playing football. Like, yeah, it was something out the norm and she was playing tackle football. But, you know, that's something that she wanted to do. I wasn't going to be uh, the the parent that says, oh, no, you can't do that because it's it's something for boys. Yeah. I mean, I play football. I think we talked about that. Yeah. I play football in the street. In the street with my cousin now. And then when they got old enough that they thought that they wanted to start hitting, 
and you hit me and I'm my body is changing and I got these little things that's coming up my chest that I don't know how nope you hit me in these I gotta go sit down <laughs> so that was the end of my football career yeah but you know even even with you know we we, we talk about the stifling of, of art and stuff like that but um, you know punishments were always the most you hear the most weirdest stories from I think I've heard from black the black community because mm-hmm. even when you know I, I get I get with some of my friends of other races and they talk about their punishments it's usually oh I had to stand in the corner for 10 minutes or you know I had to go to my room for an hour and not you know touch anything you know us it's usually yeah we may have stood in the corner for 10 minutes or you know we got that five minutes spanking we had to go get our own twig or, mm-hmm. two, or, or switch yeah um or I got beat with a horse saddle that's the end of my story <laughs> <laughs> But I don't ride horses anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't either. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's the end of my story. <laughs> I'll tell you about that off, off the uh, radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you, you know, again, just dealing with the punishments and stuff is, I don't, I guess it's the one thing that, again, I think, I think we touched on this, this whole series that, yeah, there's no book that we can go to as a reference, you know, to kind of guide us, you know, on our individual journeys of one being kids and two going into adulthood and then from adulthood learning, you know, to raise our own children. Nothing. Yeah. So we all have our own individual story. Yeah. Our own individual manual, so to speak, is interesting because some of these triggers that we're speaking on have reared their ugly head in a few friends of mine uh-huh. and just people who I know in general that now they are trying to figure out what happened, trying to pinpoint exactly when in their childhood it happened that's affecting them right now. Yeah. That goes along with trauma. Yeah. But as a as a child of color, several colors, <laughs> I have to I have to speak on to them about a whole bunch of things. And I don't I don't like to see my friends hurting. I don't like to see anybody hurting. And I, I that's another reason why the things that I do with my children, I try to make sure that they're not traumatized so they won't find their way into their late 30s, early 40s in a situation like that. Um, And that goes in hand with young men, grown men, because we're talking about grown children. Yeah. Men are emotionally unavailable in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Yeah. Because as seven to 17, they were told, don't cry. Don't show any Don't show no emotions. Yeah. Don't feel anything. Conceal. Don't feel. Yeah. And now they have a woman in their life, baby, mama, girlfriend, husband, whomever, who are looking for those feelings that they're so boxed up and put into a dark space right. that they don't know how to dig them out. And as soon as they feel like they're going to dig them out, it's too late. That person who wants those feelings 
have already left. Yeah. And now they're boxing them back up, putting them back into that dark corner and don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. You got your heart, your mind, your anxiety, all of them battling and juggling. Your heart is telling you do it. Your mind saying, but you remember when you were nine and your anxiety is saying, but I need to. Yeah. You got all this juggling and it's just not the men. The women do the same thing. You have women who have been hurt for so long when it came to a man, their right. father, or the story that I was just listening to, their mother telling them that they're not pretty enough, their body is too big, or their body is too small, their breast is not developed, their ass is not big enough, or whatever, or you better go out and be a cheerleader, you're not going to find you a successful football player, but some of these football players' careers don't go past high school. Yeah, that's you know true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the ones that do make it to college, it's a slim chance that they're going to make it to the pros. The pros so, yeah. I mean, like you're putting all this this trauma into them and all these different thoughts, passive aggressive thoughts. And then when they get old enough, they're thinking that, oh, I got to be this or I can't get this. Yeah. That goes back to the felon who can't get a job but can get a business license. They're thinking drug wise, oh, I got to get this. Or these chicks not going to like me. I got to sell all this dope, have all these cars, have all these shoes, jewelry. Oh, I'm not going to get the baddest bitch in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're putting all this negative crap into them, but it's just the, at that point, it's just the product of their environment. At that point. At that point. But, um, but everybody is not a product of their environment. That is true. I'm not a product of my environment at all. Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> at all. Anybody who grew up in my city, down the bay, that's where I grew up at. Not a product. Period. Maysville, not a product. Is it a bad thing? Yes and no. no. Yeah. Yes, it's a bad thing. I'm not a product of my environment because I did not go back to help it develop and change. Is it a bad thing that I'm not a product? No, because no. I didn't go back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you got to definitely weigh your options on that. So you got to, yeah, as grown children, we gotta kind of got to figure out what we're going to do in order to help each other and help ourselves yeah, and the and next generation. Yeah, I agree to that. But, you know, even even speaking on, on the men thing, you know, sometimes it becomes more, you know, yeah, we had that that those ideas in the back of my mind, yes, don't, you know, be a man, don't show emotion, stuff like that. But I think as we get older, it it stops being that. And I think it more so becomes an ego and a pride thing. Cause mm-hmm. um when it comes, you know, just again, just speaking from the, the hood mentality, you know, again, if you start if you showed any weakness and you had some 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 enemies, yeah. Then you know that you know that can be used against you, especially if they saw you, you know, with your chick, or they found out, you know, you had kids or whatever. Yeah, then that became a weapon. So Definitely. yeah, you know, and that's again that goes back to the product of the environment. But I will say, speaking for me, um, especially, um, yeah, I, I've had those talks where it's like, okay, I fell off my skateboard. I'm, you know, crying hurts. Suck hurt. it up, be a man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up, be strong, you know, that kind of stuff. But and even when I think when it comes to the emotions, I don't think that so much plays a factor. Mm -hmm. I think it more so plays a factor when 
you know, we start to develop those emotions. And then yeah. once we start to develop those emotions, then we meet our first girlfriend. Yeah. And then, of you know, not to say that everyone is, you know, every situation is bad, but fuck it. Um, you know, you get that first girlfriend, she cheats on you. Then it's like, fuck. <laughs> or you get that first girlfriend and, you know, something crazy happens in that regard. So, yeah, now they're kind of like, okay, I show my emotions to this person. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I was getting it back at first, but mm-hmm. now they done moved on something else. Is it something with me? Is it something, you know, and yeah. then, you know, you kind of, you know, self-inflict that on yourself. And then it becomes a thing of like, okay, well, if this happened the very first time, mm-hmm. then why the hell should I try to show my emotions again for someone else? You're right. And I, I agree. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I think a lot of men get stuck on that. Now... <laughs> As I've gotten older, you know, I've had my relationships here and there. And, yeah, I can admit that I was, you know, I didn't show my emotions as much or I wasn't as open as I could have been. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that took self-realization for myself to, you know, show no know and understand my flaws and try to correct them, which leads to, you know, the self-help thing. And, you know, I just did a lot of internalization on everything and. I seek therapy because, you know, that was the one thing that was going to help me. Now, some people, you know, they may do it with a bottle or they may go to their friends or whatever, you know, to try to talk this stuff out. But again, if depending on your circle, Mm -hmm. if they're not showing themselves progressing and they're, you know, in the same mentality as you, yeah, you're not going to get the, you know, the the proper, um, proper repair and, and advice, you know, in that situation. Cause nine times out of 10, they'll just go back to saying, Hey man, you try that shit. Fuck that shit. Don't do that shit again. You're right. Um, we're definitely a product of our environment on the friends that we keep. Yeah. I have a set of ratchet friends. I don't hang out with them as much. (laughs) I love them. They know who they are. We can hang out if and when. Right. And I have my set of what I call work friends. And you behave with them the same way you would do at work. work. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. And you have your friends who are you 100% comfortable around where if you don't have something, you want to go out, they want you to go out, your funds might be low. They're like, man, don't worry about it. Come on, I got you. Yeah. And you're not feeling judged. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel like you're just going out with yourself. You know what I'm saying? But you have to... <clears throat> You have to have those friends around you. Men, it's tough with men because they only have one true friend, maybe, who they can go to and talk yeah. talk things to. Yeah. Uh, like I said previously, women, we have several circles of people who we can go and talk to and confide in. And those circles may not get along with each other. <laughs> the circles may not get along with each other, but you can you as an individual can go to these different circles. Yeah. <clears throat> And you can either share 100% the whole story or you can oscillate and tell them <laughs> piece by piece. <laughs> tell them piece by piece on certain things, what's going on. And then you can take that advice and you can put it together. You can mend it or do whatever you have to do or apply it to certain situations. But right. men, they have it rough. And again, that's when we as adult children and adult women have to Help that man. If you love that man, care for that man, help him dig those boxes out of that small space. Whether it's your lover, your friend, your brother, whomever, the male that you are with in that situation, you have to help him pull those boxes out. 
declutter. It might be some stuff that he's holding on to that he doesn't even know why. Right. Or some stuff that he's holding on to that he doesn't really understand that you can be that missing piece for. Sometimes we just need a different set of eyes to see things. Right. Whether whether it's advice and relationship, work, finances, with your children, or whatever. Big things, little things, what I should make for dinner. Just, you know, another set of eyes. Yeah. Life. And so we have to, adult women, adult children, we carry a lot from childhood to death. Of course. We carry a lot. We're raised to do that. But with the men, we don't raise them to do the same. We don't raise the men to carry a lot. Men carry some things. Yeah. But not as much as a woman. And I think that's why guys will say little girls grow up to imitate, or well, not guys, but in general, they go grow up to um, imitate their mothers because that's who they see. And the mothers are around yeah. more. Sorry, but they are. And it goes to the single married people. Even though you got another person that you're married to, whether it's the same sex or heterosexual, you have to have that balance. If that if you got six kids and it's only one or two people in the house, meaning adults, you got to figure out a way to show each child individual emotions. OK, OK. I see you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't allow that child to just bottle up emotions. Like my son, for instance, we were, I was watching Hannibal. Okay. Okay. The TV series. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not Clarice. <laughs> Not that one. Um, and he was like. Some fava beans. No, we were watching that one. <laughs> Ooh, that one's kind of creepy. But um, we were watching it. And then I told him, I said, well, now it's time for you to go out because it was getting gory. Uh-huh. And he was like, but mommy, I just want to be with you. I was like, well, if you can handle this, I'm not turning it off. If you can handle this, you're more than welcome to be with me. Uh-huh. Come on. And right. he was like, mommy, I just want to be. And he's nine. I cannot, I cannot allow myself to force my child out. And then he grows up having mommy issues. Yeah. And then the first older woman that he sees, he falls in love with and he develops a complex. I can't allow myself to do that because I've seen this shit happen way too much and I watch Baby Boy way too much. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't do it. I can't do it. And I'm not going to allow myself to do that. Shout out to Jody. (laughs) So yeah. Oh, but... (laughs) I ain't lying. (laughs) No, no, you're not. And, you know, you when you, you know, bring up the story, you know, with your son, you know, that brings up a valid, you know, point because when it comes to you know those moments, especially for and what I what I find um, or hear very often is of single mothers. You know, they, you know, they may have had a hard day at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, then you have some that'll probably sit in the car for an hour before you know they finally go in the house and interact with their kids, and you have those that go in interact in you know instantly interact with their children, but mm-hmm. Now they're drained, and then of that course. one, and then that one moment, you know, they want some freedom, you know, and or the, the same time that you want freedom, your kid wants the most out of you. 
Of course. And, you know, again, my children just, wait till I say, I'm sitting in the bathroom. <laughs> Mommy, can I? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you know, and even with that, um, in those moments, again, a kid can build a complex because that moment where they want you the most and you're like, go away, go watch TV. Yeah. Go watch YouTube, go something, you know, do something that effect or go outside. I don't want to be bothered with you. You know, just hearing that, you know, mm-hmm. can can be uh, stammering to a child. And, it's very damaging. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's I I realized that growing up, I had um, a lot of traumatic experiences, but I was um, I was naive. Uh-huh. I didn't. I'm not going to say I didn't know a lot. I had a lot of kids in my neighborhood. So when my parents let me go outside, I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, the kids don't have that outlet because society won't allow them to have that. You got people that you live next door to for five to ten years that you don't even know their name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because society don't allow us to let our children be children. So, unless we're you know extremely guarding them, extremely guarding them. Yeah, I watch my child walk to the mailbox. They're outside, cameras on, all of them, doors open so I can hear what the hell is going on. Right, they're in the backyard. Dogs are out there. The children from across the street and the ones that live behind us are in the backyard. If they're quiet too long. I'm outside. Yeah, something's up. Yeah, something is up, and they're just sitting there. They might be eating popcorn because they use me for my snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I might pop them some popcorn because uh, I got an old school popper. I might give them juices, whatever, to keep them in the yard, not wandering off. Yeah, we were gone. Um, yeah, from sun up to sundown. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Drinking out of water hoses to survive. Sharing a quarter bag of chips with our friends. Going to the candy lady. Going without, to the candy lady. Getting without cookies. having to be scared about it. Exactly. Like, I can't trust my sons to go to the bus stop. I'm sorry. I can't trust society to allow my sons to go to the bus stop to catch the bus for school. I can't. And all the kids in this neighborhood go to the same school. Yeah. I can't. Because... Society. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's it. You know, I had to do the same thing when I when it was uh, me and my daughter when I was living in Mississippi. You know, I would get ready for work. Get her, well first, I would get of course get her ready for school, and then you know she'd stand. Luckily, the bus stop for mm-hmm. her was you know right outside the house. So yeah, I would have the blinds open, but I would continue getting ready. But yeah, just like mm-hmm. you said, I would continually you know watch. Yeah, what look out that window. Okay. Shit happens in a split second. It's yeah, so freaky. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's one of the things we have to deal with as as society. And then you know what makes it even worse is yeah, all the reports and all the news that mm-hmm. you hear about you know black children being abducted. You know that's you know that doesn't make it any easier. Not at all. Especially you know, and then especially for you know, if again this more so happens with black you know black little girls, and yeah, honestly, yeah, it tears me up, and it's like. I fear for as much as I fear for my life every now and again with society is like, mm-hmm. I fear twice as much more Yeah, for my daughters. Yeah. 
I dropped my daughter off today at school. And today was the first day that I did not physically watch her go inside. Go inside. Although I know she's in there. Yeah. I did not physically see her go in there because my view was obscured. But I I typically would move my head around, but I was at the front of the line, so I couldn't. Right. So I had to pull off because they they don't allow you to sit there and wait. <laughs> so I would get a call if she wasn't there when they do attendance. Uh-huh. They'd call you and let you know, hey, your child didn't make it to school today, blah, 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 blah. And then you say, yes, they did, or you go in panic mode. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I hadn't got that call, so I know she's there. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just, you don't know. Yeah. And all to all the people who are and this it's kind of going into the the next series. So all the people who have family members in their home who have people who have done this where their sexual abuse, kidnapping don't for me, uh-huh. don't feel guilty because that's your family member. You did not do that. Yeah. Feel guilty that you did not stop it early enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This made national news in our city when Hawaii went missing. Yeah. Hawaii grew up down the street from my sister, like two houses down from the time she was born to the time she was like six years old. Uh Beautiful little girl. So when it hit the news that it happened, I'm like, oh my God. Right. I know this little girl. You know what I'm saying? And you wouldn't have never thought that the accusations of what happened were true. Yeah. She believed that she was going to this one place with this one man that she knows and ended up not ever returning. You see what I'm saying? So society, if you know that something is happening, stop it. So be it that you get called a name. Think about the life or the lives that you're saving in the future. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. And we carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, as much, and I think we might have we might have missed this part, but yeah, just, pre- um, you know, just being able to protect women in regards, just, in the, again, just speaking from a male perspective, yeah, I, I just can't say, Ali, by even when, you know, the days where I was, you know, dating someone or going out with someone, if I dropped them off, Mm-hmm. I made sure one that you know they turned their key or whatever. Mm-hmm. They got in that door, yeah, and then they closed the door behind them, yeah. And then even then, I would still wait a couple seconds, mm-hmm. not to say that okay, I'm thinking something maybe up, but even then, um, I would still try to look out and just to be mindful and and ensure that nothing else happened. Mm-hmm. You know, not to, you know again just to make sure. Someone wasn't following us or someone was, you know, waiting for them to get in, you know, to attack them or something like that. You know, it's just and again, you know, it's, it's, it's society. But, yeah, it's just something to be to be mindful of. It's society and it's the grown adult men who are afraid of rejection. Yeah. The grown adult men who are afraid of the word no and think that no means never. Instead, no might be no to right now. Yeah. You are so horny that my jeans and my T-shirt is turning you on. You need to go take a nap and rethink that. Like, 
why should the way that I dress turn you on that much that you cannot control yourself? Yeah. Like, that's sick. Yeah, it is. We should not, going back to before kids started wearing uniforms and girls might wear a spaghetti strap shirt, something like that. You want the girls to cover themselves up because her fucking shoulders are turning him on? He's a sick bastard and you need to address that at that moment. moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't allow him to grow up being a perverted man. Correct that issue then. Like, why my shoulders so sexy to you? You know what I'm saying? I yeah. get it. The short skirts, yeah, that shit, they should stop that at the house. Yeah. But you have no control once you can't see them. They can change clothes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I get it. But my shoulders, though, my shoulders. Hey, it, Shut up. <laughs> my shoulders like you can't control my shoulders at school but he can wear a tank top right. so to speak yeah or a wife beater or a tight shirt showing his muscles and abs i can control myself yeah why can't he control himself again just something society puts in us it, it's especially with that because yeah I was actually I was thinking about that not too long ago where it's just like like you said you know you have men that you know they, they see they see a woman and then they are scared to hear the word no mm-hmm. and it's like you said it's something that you know some people have to be ready for in general like mm-hmm. you know if they or if Again, it goes back to the ego thing where, you know, you have those boys that, you know, through high school, you know, they were considered, you know, the pretty boy, you know, any girl that they approach. Oh, yeah, they actually mm-hmm. got the draws. They didn't, you know, they never heard the word no. And then, you know, it's like that through high school. Then as soon as yeah. they become an age, then it's like, um, no, you're lame. Get the fuck out of my face. Exactly. And it's like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm pretty boy, Ricky. This ain't supposed to be happening to me. Exactly. You know, and yeah, we got to be able to to deal with those experiences. But like you said, I think a lot of it goes back to, and it seems like we touch on this every episode, it goes back to that mental health thing. Definitely. The mental health is much needed. Um, it's a sickness. Yeah. But we can't just, we can't just beat up on the men. Cause there's some sick bitches out there. (laughs) (laughs) There's some sick women out there. And those of you who are, um, sick women and sick men, we have to rally around them and get them help at the first sign. You know what I'm saying? If you see, the the way that she is acting and he is acting and it makes you uncomfortable just imagine the person who is happening to you know what I'm yeah. saying it's 10 times more uncomfortable yeah cuz you can go away you can walk, walk away, away. Yeah. True. <laughs> so i guess i guess <laughs> it just yay but even in um I guess the other thing that I um, that I think about sometimes when it comes to um, grown children is the impact that we leave on our children or future children. 
you know, what kind of habits are, you know, we developing, you know, what kind of examples are we seeing, you know, are we just letting um, TV uh, grow, you know, uh, raise our children? Are we just letting YouTube <laughs> crack the whip? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of babysitters that are electronic devices these days. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And I'm not going to say that I haven't used it. If at that moment that I've given my children every ounce of my energy <laughs> that I could possibly give them. Example, one Saturday morning, I got up and I fixed them breakfast. Mm-hmm. And they said, mommy, we want cereal. After I cooked breakfast, <laughs> I said, you know what? I poured two glasses of milk. I pulled the cereal down. I put the food on the table. I put the cereal on the table. I went upstairs and I laid down. <laughs> I said, whatever you want to eat. It's right there. Eat. <laughs> right. Leave the TV on the Disney Channel. And that was it. <laughs> and that's all that I had because... I was emotionally drained from not only the pandemic, them being at home all day, not having an outlet. I think it was raining. We live in the rainiest city in the United States. Google it. Okay. I Googled it. (laughs) Mobile, Alabama is the rainiest city in the United States of America, not Seattle, Washington. Okay. Okay. So, the ground is wet. They're muddy. I'm not sending them outdoors. Although I could, but my son, he doesn't like to get muddy. But he likes playing in the mud. My daughter likes to be in the mud, but she don't want to get dirty. So it's like, uh, just stay in the house. <laughs> that is the biggest oxymoron. I've I know. <laughs> I know. So to keep my mental stability safe, I just say stay in the house until the ground dries up. Yeah. But you have to... Um, sometimes use YouTube. Yeah. Use the TV because it's not gonna hurt them because they're being entertained and they're enjoying it, but it's gonna hurt you because you're A missing out. B, you're making it feel like you don't want to be around your children. So you are hanging on and holding on, but then you're not giving yourself time to disconnect because you're worried about am I I'm sorry. Some are worried about. I should rephrase that. Not all. Some. Yeah. The decent ones are worried. Damn. Maybe that's too much TV. Yeah. Or damn. Maybe that's too much Fortnite or what have you. So it just depends on what do you feel about the entertainment of your child and going to mentally disconnect. I think. To me, that again, you it should be like you said, it should be a balance because I, you know, there there have been times where, again, I've gotten home from work. It was a long, busy day. You know, I got home, I fixed, you know, whatever we was gonna eat for that night, and then I just went online. But of course, with my daughter being so active, you know, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would be those days where I would barely get in the door, and as soon as I get in the door, Daddy, can we go outside and play basketball? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay. And at that moment, it becomes. What do I do? Yeah, become yeah, it becomes like <laughs> it becomes one of those TikTok moments where everything with life pauses and you're sitting there thinking like, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. what's going to be the right answer. Which one is he going to pick? Yeah. And then it's, it'll be, and I'll be honest, it'll be some days where I'll be like, all right, I'll do it. We're going to do it for 20 minutes. And then, yeah. Then you do, you know, then you let daddy, you know, take care of whatever he needs to take care of. And then she'll agree. 20 mm-hmm. minutes come up and then boom, we're good. Other than, and there'll be some days where she'll be like, as soon as I, hit, as soon as I hit the door, daddy, can we? No. Let me get in the house. Yeah. And, and I'll be like, okay, you know what? Not right now. Let daddy get unwind, you know, let daddy unwind, mm-hmm. get settled in, give me a few minutes and then, you yeah. know, we'll do it. And then again, it'll be some days where I'll be like, no, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Today's not a good day. We're going to order out. Yeah. And then you, you know, you chill. Daddy's going definitely take time to itself. And then, you know, we'll reset the clock. The yeah, next day. you you have to, um, and teaching one of my friends she she said whenever I have children I'm gonna send them down there to you. You just send them back when they get ten. <laughs> She's like you do such a great job, but I feel like sometimes I'm not. But you have some people who feel like the child needs to learn how to be by themselves at yeah. a very young age. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but you have some kids who are emotionally dependent. Yeah. And I think that's most kids up until they get about eight or nine years old that they're emotionally um, dependent until they have responsibilities like they go into school and stuff like that. They have that where they are able to release other energies otherwhere and it kind of severs the ties, so to speak. So... Um, like my daughter, she's very emotionally dependent. <laughs> she follows me around like a little dark. She, my sister call her the tide of terror. <laughs> so, I mean, it's you don't want to take that away from them, the need for you. Right. Because that goes back to as a young child in the village not having any ties to any body, any emotional ties to anybody. And then you have, I don't want to cross my words. You have, you have the, the ties and then you have the conflict. So you don't want to develop a conflict in your child or a complex in your child when they're younger and feeling like nobody has time for them or you don't have time for them at that moment when they really, really want to play or they really, really want to spend time with you, but you have something just a little bit more important that needs to be taken care of. Like I need to use the restroom or I need to take time to fix something to eat. You don't want to make them feel like that shit is more important than them, but you also don't want them to feel like everything is going to stop when they want it. You know what I'm saying? Because at school, it don't happen. Yeah. At auntie, uncle, cousin, grandma, best friend house, that shit don't happen. You know what I'm saying? So you want them to be able to adapt in any situation, but you don't, you also don't want them to feel like you are turning your back on them at that moment. Right. And that comes with guilt. That that brings the guilt thing in, but that goes back to adult <laughs> children <laughs> not being satisfied when it comes to our emotions. Yeah, yeah. Whew. That was a that was a good little conversation there. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh oh. Wait, 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 wait. 
don't have it. Oh. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound right, but okay. I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> that was my boom dynamite. I was, I was, I was dropping it on y'all. <laughs> um, I'm going to find the right one. <laughs> so it closed, Mr. MVP. What, uh, what is our mental health tip for the day? Um, communication. Talk to your younger self and then take that conversation and apply it to a child's life, whether it's your child or the next child, because it could be a friend of your child who doesn't have that. It could be a cousin who doesn't have that communication. Believe it or not, the smallest thing goes a long way even if you are just speaking to a person who is less fortunate on the street mm-hmm. you don't even have to offer them anything do you not know how many people ignore and walk past people on the street like they're not there but if you just stop even if you are giving them some money shoes clothes food whatever and just hey hey I hope you have a blessed day that person is going to light the hell up. Yeah. I had some fruit in my car from um from a trip that I took mm-hmm. at the hotel and I stayed at a hotel and I always grab like if they give you fruit for breakfast and stuff yeah. like that, I always grab extra just in case I'm, you know, on the road or just keeping my bag or whatever, just yeah. in the room. And I had a yogurt and I had two bananas and two apples. And I was on the way back from Shreveport Uh and I had it in my car and I had to make it back to the shoe store to take some shoes back in time. And I saw this lady just sitting by the dumpster and you could tell that she was kind of down on her look, but Uh not necessarily been out on the, on the street long because she didn't have a whole lot of stuff with it. Yeah. And I just pulled over before I made it to the shoe store. The shoe store was about to close in like eight minutes. And I pulled over. I was like, ma'am, are you hungry? Do you have anything? Like, do you need something? You need to use the phone. She was like, I don't even know where I am. So where whoever she was with had put her out. I was like, well, where are you from? What do you need? I was like, you want me to make a phone call for you? She was like, would you please? I made a phone call for her. Turns out that she she was in the right city. She was just disoriented. She didn't know. And so they came and got and I gave her the bag of food. And I told them where she was and where to find her. And I came back in like 30 minutes and she was getting in the car. But you just don't understand. You don't know. That person could have just kept going and wandering and nobody said anything. And next thing you know, it's a body in a ditch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. just speak to people, talk, communication. It goes a long way. Instead of evil ass New Yorkers saying, <laughs> fuck you saying it. Just say hello. And it may be the Southern Bell in me, but just say hello. Oh, yes, fuck y'all, New Yorkers. <laughs> As Charlemagne say, the Bronx and all of Florida, some crazy bastards. Yes, New Yorkers. Not all of y'all. Just mainly the five boroughs. <laughs> well, damn. Just sing us all out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> just say hey. Every hey ain't gonna follow by 
um a rape or a um or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, just you know. Yeah, I can I can agree to that because yeah, even being from New York, you know, I had those situations where I would just uh, be riding the train, and of course, don't say much to people, and then next thing you know. Something else is going on. So, yeah, I I definitely agree that, yeah, we should be able to communicate. And even for someone that was born and raised in New York, that I had to go ahead and develop, you know, the nice side of me to where I can be like, oh, hey, it does exist. (laughs) Well, you know, I didn't. But again, that comes to, you know, that comes to environment because, yeah, New York, like you said, you know, it's very rich. You'll find someone that'll, you know, say hi to you, but yeah, you come down to the South and it's like, hey, this buddy, is New how York. you doing? This is New York. This is Sparta! Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you can't say hey without somebody wanting to fight. This is Sparta! <laughs> no, it's not. This is the damn subway. Shut <laughs> up. So yeah, I understand. I'm excited. Y'all just got a box. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I'm about to open it up. So excuse me if my, my voice goes in and out. I'm trying to see what's in this box. Oh, <laughs> uh, But yes, people, um, that concludes the part three of the Black Village series with the Black children. Uh, again, <laughs> again, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so. I don't know why you haven't already. Again, be that 100 subscribers so you can Get the mask. Uh, if you haven't uh, subscribed on our socials or liked our socials, make sure you do that as well. Yes. And as always, have you had that convo? Are you in that convo? And why not? Good night. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.